0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 5 of the 5th season of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions and Progress. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and I'm your host and I want to thank our sponsor TAP for making this possible. Also thanks to all the listeners for being here with us. For the very first time in the history of the show we got a WNBA player, Kyla Davis. Thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. Kyla is originally from Indiana, when in college she was an NCAA Division I student-athlete for Georgia Tech and the University of South Carolina, where she helped the Gamecocks earn their first-ever national championship, while as a pro she was drafted with a 10th overall pick in the WNBA Draft 2017 by the Dallas Wings. She has also played for the Atlanta Dream, as well as overseas, where she won the Euro Cup in 2018. She has many more accolades, including playing for the junior national team, but it will take too much time from the podcast to mention them all, <laughs> so just... So just congrats on a great college and pro career so far. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so let's just start by talking about your recruiting process uh, when you were choosing like where you wanted to go to college. Um, Coming out of high school, you were ranked as the number one guard in the nation and the number two overall recruit in the 2013 class by ESPN. So pretty much you could have gone anywhere you wanted. How did you decide Georgia Tech was the right fit for you at the time?
1: Um, well, originally I was, you know, pretty set on going to Tennessee, um, you know, with Candace Parker being like my big sister, I, that's what I grew up around. You know, I grew up around Pat Summon in Tennessee, um, you know, but obviously when Pat got sick and, and, you know, those plans kind of changed. So, um, I had a pretty short amount of time from about February to November. I had to make a decision pretty much in the summer to where I was going to go. Um, but you know, after just sitting down talking with family and friends, um, you know, we just, I kind of just said, hey, like, I want to do something different, right? Like, I want to i wanna go somewhere and, and let's start something great, you know? Let's, um, you know, go somewhere where things just haven't been done before. So Georgia Tech was, you know, at the time, the perfect fit. Like, there, you know, there was so much there to be done. Um, and I, from what I wanted to study, I wanted to, you know, study engineering and, and go to a, a good academic school as well. So uh, it, it was really, like, best of both worlds there.
0: Okay, and would you say while in high school you were pretty academically inclined, or did you try to find a good balance of both athletics and academics?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I took all honors classes, and when I could, I took like AP classes. So I definitely tried to, you know, stay on top of my academics as much as possible. Um, you know, luckily I had teachers and people around me that were very understanding of that and, you know, helped me throughout that whole entire process so much to just, uh, you know, to do that, to be able to balance both of
0: those worlds. Okay. And, I mean, for the people who don't know, your dad, Antonio Davis, played 13 years in the NBA while your brother, AJ, currently plays professionally basketball overseas. So I imagine you had pretty much like a pro mentality coming into the NCAA. So was it tough, mentally speaking, having all these expectations about yourself and your game in the future, but still having to go to class and still having to perform pretty much not only on the basketball floor, but also in the classroom, which is something that a lot of players in your position at the time were able to do
1: yeah definitely um you know I think growing up like growing up with a a dad who's played professionally like you kind of put those expectations on yourself but um you know after talking to my dad a lot and having different conversations with you know just different people who have had that same situation uh you know it's not really a pressure you need to put on yourself like whatever player it was that I was going to be or you know I'm going to be that's um you know that's just that's what it's going to be so it's it's tough at you know as a young kid to process that mentally but the older you get it definitely gets easier but uh yeah it's it's hard like it's honestly hard to balance like being in college um you know especially at an early age as a freshman sophomore it's it's tough you know it kind of rocks your world a little bit to uh you know to have to come from like a lot of people surrounding you and helping and now you're just kind of having to manage your own time and you're having to go to class and you know there's not people looking over your shoulder like you're having to just really grow up pretty quickly um you know and do it you know luckily with colleges there's so many people there to help and and guide you through that process but you know mentally it can be challenging you know especially with being at a school like South Carolina where there's a lot of expectations and um, you know, a lot of expectations to perform and, and to win, you know. So um, it can it can be tough, but like I said, luckily there's people around to help and, uh, you know, to guide you through that process, not only physically, but, yeah, mentally as well.
0: Yeah. Did you ever use any of these university resources that you're mentioning? Because I feel like there's a lot of student athletes out there at the moment that are struggling with something not necessarily physically but mentally, and sometimes all they need is just, like, tell someone, like, about the troubles that they're going, or something like that, did you ever happen to actually use these university resources?
1: Um, I did when I was at Georgia Tech, more so, uh, just because, I think for me, that was probably the biggest struggle, like, it was, you know, it was everything I wanted it to be, but you don't realize how tough it is until you're in it, right, so, it was just a situation where it was, like, being you know an 18 19 year old kid and having to shoulder a lot of responsibility of you know that team and, and a program like it was tough a lot of the days and you know a lot of days i didn't know how to handle it i didn't know how to process it and you know i found myself just kind of bottling it all up inside and you know it wasn't it wasn't helping anything i wasn't helping myself it wasn't helping the team um so i did you know i used the resources there to kind of just sit down and talk to somebody about it you know like hey this is what i feel when when this happens and um you know, I've talked to different people about it and it's super helpful, you know, so I would, I would recommend anybody, like whatever the struggle is, you know, no matter big or small, uh, definitely sit down and talk to someone because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not helping, you know, once again, yourself and the team to, to kind of bottle all that stuff up and, and not to just kind of let it out. Like, even if it's not really an issue, sometimes just, like you said, just talking about it, you know, it's, it's so helpful.
0: Yeah, for sure. And what would you say was the toughest thing to adapt when you go to college?
1: Hmm. Um, I would definitely, like I said, I think it's just a time management, you know, like in, in high school. Yeah, for sure. You know, you have like your classes, you know, morning, whatever the case may be. And you may have your practice, you have a couple of games, but you know, with college, you add in, you know, the travel, you add in these longer classes, you add in tougher classes. Like there's so many things that you have to add in. Like eating you know most of the time in, not in high school it's like oh you know mom has a meal cooked for you whatever the case may be but you know when you get to college it's like you have to manage all these things that you didn't even think about that were taking care of you know for you basically in high school so um it's really just time management like how you know am I gonna have time to go grab something to eat but get to practice on time or get to class on time or you know and, and when I'm done with practice do I have enough time to get my homework done and still get a decent amount of sleep so it's it's really just managing your time um you know, and like I said, all those just tasks that you have to do throughout the day, it's its just figuring out how to get all those tasks done, you know, in, in a timely manner.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think also being um, that you coming into college, the fact that you're in a team and everyone is going through the same things that you're going through at least from an academic standpoint, I think that also helps a lot, you know, the fact that you're not doing it on your own, but you also got, like, your peers who are helping you in order to succeed, I think that's also great for incoming freshmen who may be struggling with, I don't know, like, just being away from home, or I don't know, whatever the case may be, I feel.
1: Yeah, definitely, absolutely, like, and I think sometimes as freshmen, you know, your your ego and your pride may get in the way sometimes, and you don't want to ask questions, and you don't feel like you're bothering people, but... You know, I recommend, like, ask questions, you know, because there's people who, like you said, have been in the same exact position. They've gone through it. They, you know, survived through it and flourished through it, you know. So, you know, I I just tell any freshman or sophomore, whatever the case may be, like, ask questions. There's people there to help. Everybody there wants to see you succeed. So, uh, yeah, definitely, you know, like I said, reach out to those peers and, and people that have been through those same things.
0: Yeah. Um, so, two years into Georgia Tech, you decided to transfer to the University of South Carolina. You basically broke all types of records at Atlanta, as well as earning all ACC honors. Uh, from what I've read, this decision was made solely on basketball-related. So, how did you find a program like SC where you enjoy being part of, and also, I don't know if you care to give an advice to all these student-athletes who are scared of transferring, not only basketball players, but just student-athletes in general, because I've heard that multiple times, you know, that they don't want to switch up schools and most of the time these athletes aren't gonna play professionally after college anyways but it's about enjoying their time in school as well
1: yeah absolutely um you know college is an experience you only get to experience once you know and, and i said my biggest thing was i tell people all the time if i would have had eight years of eligibility you know if college is an eight-year thing and you can play that long um uh, you know i would have definitely stayed at georgia tech and, and let that story kind of unfold as i definitely thought it would you know but you only get four years you only get so much time so you know I just wanted to make the most out of my time and and that's that's simply all it comes down to um you know I'm still close with the people that were at Georgia Tech the same time I was there I still talk to them I still see them you know a couple of them have gone to different schools and I still keep in contact with all of them so um you know it was obviously no hard feelings and everybody was very understanding of that and you know super fortunate to be in that situation but um yeah like you said it's just it's making the most out of your time and enjoying your experience there you know so if you're in a position where you feel like you're just not enjoying your experience um don't let that be your experience, you know, you want to be able to look back on college and and love it, you know, and and be like, man, I wish I could do that all over again, you know, not in a sense of, I wish I could do it over again, because it didn't work out well, but just because I, you know, I had fun, and I enjoyed it, and maybe it wasn't everything, even from a basketball standpoint, that I I wanted to accomplish, um, you know, I still had a good time, I still made friends, and you know, I'm still having lasting relationships, so um, yeah, it's, it's about your personal experience, and, you know, transferring can be tough you know it's, it's hard to go from one school to the next but you know if it's about your happiness and like we've talked about your mental health like I think that's at the forefront really
0: yeah for sure and I think that also helps you that also help you prepare for your pro career as well, because you're not always gonna be part of one team. You're always gonna be like moving around, and this I, I don't I feel that this doesn't necessarily only apply for basketball related, but just like any job in general. You know, they may move you like out of nowhere, and you gotta be able to adapt somewhere else.
1: Definitely, definitely. I mean, that's my life story right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I I went from you know, like you said, Georgia Tech to South Carolina. I've been in Dallas for three years, but even in the midst of that, like. I've still had to go from the States and, you know, you got to go to overseas. So you kind of have this life in the States that you leave for a little while and you kind of have to just chill overseas for a couple months and then you come back and you pick everything back up. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't let anybody tell you, especially if basketball is is what you want to do. And like you said, even just in a professional business career, like moving and adapting is so much a part of just adulthood and, you know, and just life in general. So for sure.
0: Before we continue with our Season 5 episode of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP, we want to talk to you about our sponsor, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress, who provide the opportunity to any athlete around the world to build their own mental health program. TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress, offers self-thought manuals focused on the athlete's mindset growth. TAP gives athletes the opportunity to create their own mental health program, and these are manuals adapted for different levels and at an affordable price. Tab has two books right now on Amazon the junior and rookie versions go check them out and also go to www.tabmindset.com as well as tab mindset on Instagram go check it out Yeah and how different was it looking for schools during your senior year in high school as you were telling me after you decided not to go to Tennessee and when you were deciding to transfer because I imagine that it's like pretty much like a similar process isn't it
1: yeah definitely um they were both you know decisions that had to be made pretty quickly um but yeah it's it's pretty much like you said the same exact process as far as like hey you know, what is it that I want? What is it that I'm looking for? You know, what program do I see myself fitting in? Um, You know, location-wise, is it a location that I like? Is it, you know, um, a place, you know, even like my parents, is it a place my parents can easily get to, friends could easily get to, whatever the case may be? Um, Yeah, a lot of those same questions kind of come up, but almost transferring is almost easier because once you've been in college for, you know, in my case, for two years, you knew what questions to ask, right? Like when you're in high school going into college, you don't really know what questions to ask because you don't really know what to expect. So, um, having two years under my belt, I appreciated it, you know, so much just because there were so many questions that we knew to ask and, you know, questions that we thought were important, like weren't that important anymore. and, And new ones were so much more important. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it's, it's all very similar.
0: Yeah. So, in your long year at South Carolina, you made instant impact, leading them along A.J. Wilson and Alicia Gray to the first national championship in program history. How special was being part of that group, and how would you describe that feeling of winning it all? Because not a lot of people get that 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 experience.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's really nothing like it. You know, there's a lot of you know I've had a lot of you know cool accomplishments and done a lot of things, but um, that you know single-handedly is the coolest thing, you know, I've done, um, and that, it was, it was a really special group, um, you know, we just kind of found a way to get it done, you know, and, and we managed to kind of get the chemistry all together pretty quickly, um, you know, I think it was a different group than even what Coach Staley was, was used to, and, um, but we all found a way to make it work, you know, once again, that word adapting keeps coming up, but it's, it's so true, you know, we all just kind of adapted and made the best out of our situation, so... Uh, you know, to be able to experience that with such an amazing group of girls, it was it was awesome, and it tied into the same thing I was talking about, right? Like to be able to say, "Hey, we were the first to do it." Like you know, that no one can ever can ever take that
0: away from you. Yeah. And when did you realize that? Of course, this is like the NCAA. This is a huge accomplishment. But at the end of the day, you were still like really young. I think you were like twenty years old at the time, right?
1: Uh yeah, I want to
0: say so. Yeah. So when did you realize that okay this is a great accomplishment but at the end of the day i still have like a career to make, you know
1: yeah i mean i think especially being now like i think now is like a time i'm really realizing um you know just how much more basketball you know there is to be played like i'm in my fourth year overseas you know going into like my fifth year you know professionally and and once you hit that like in the WNBA once you hit your fifth year you're like a vet you know I feel like an old head at this point so um you know once you hit a point you're like man like and even now like I still talk to my dad and different people and they're like dude you still have so many if you know lord willing you know you still have so many more years of basketball to play so um it's it's a game that you know coach Daly says all the time it's a game that just keeps on giving and uh you know I'm just I'm trying to enjoy it you know every 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 step of the
0: way yeah I love that and so following that great year at South Carolina, you opted to enter the WNBA draft and was picked 10 overall by the Dallas Wings. Um how were those months prior to you becoming a bro? And how would you say being a student athlete helped you adapt quicker into the league?
1: Yeah, um, it, it moves quick. I mean, let me say that, like, <laughs> I think. I won a national championship on I think Sunday and then by Monday night at twelve am I had to make a decision to enter the draft or not and then within i think another two two and a half weeks the the draft actually happens so you pretty much become like a college athlete to a professional athlete in a matter of all the same month um so it's it's a pretty crazy fast process but um but it's awesome you know it's 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 a cool kind of transition to uh, you know, to be in obviously, but, um, but yeah, I mean, living that life of a student athlete and once again, having to manage your time, it's, it's no different, right? It's no different when you're in the league. Obviously you have a little bit more time because you're not doing school work and, and study halls and things like that. Um, but you know, you're kind of just on your own and things like once again, even more things you never thought about, like, oh, Hey, these are things I have to do, you know, now you're responsible for doing them. So, um, it's, it's, it's all just one big transition. And, you know, I keep saying it, but adapting to just whatever environment you're literally thrown in. Cause I mean, you literally get, like I said, drafted and you're in that city within, within a couple of weeks.
0: Okay. This, I, I feel like this is a good question. Would you say you matured more as a person in your freshman year in college or in your first year as a pro? Ooh, that's a great question. Um,
1: i think for me personally just with my experience that i've had um i think i was more open to let's let's put it that way. i think i was more open to kind of you know changing as maybe like a rookie and in, in the professionals just because being in the league you know there's just there's so many people that have been there done that right and so um You know it's just as as an 18 year old you know we're all hard-headed 18 year olds thinking we we have all the answers right so um yeah I think being a rookie and and kind of going through different experiences uh yeah you're you're open to kind of changing things and and hearing people out and you know there's been times in my career in the league where I've had to kind of change positions and and just do stuff kind of on the fly you know so you have to be open and and receptive to kind of growing up and, and changing something maybe you haven't always done
0: yeah that's great um so aside from being in the states you've also gotten the opportunity as you were mentioning previously to play overseas at galatasaray where you won the euro cup in 2018 shout out to you on that by the way and um, so how different was that experience because i imagine it must have been like a culture shock with you just being from the states and playing here your entire life and then out of nowhere you go to turkey which is like crazy
1: oh yeah i was about to say that was the exact word i was going to use is this culture shock um and i think for me it's like you know, obviously you hear about overseas basketball and stuff like that, but even being on a team like Galatasaray, you don't really understand, like, how passionate, um, you know, they are about that, even that specific team and that program, um, you know, they they love it. And I love it, right? They love it because it's like they love women's basketball and they don't care if it's women's, men's, like, they just want that team <laughs> to win. So um, it was an awesome experience, but, you know, once again, it was another one of those, like, I'm, you know, pretty young comparatively to everybody there. And I'm, you know, just here in a completely different country trying to adapt. Um, That was actually a situation where we were traveling to other countries. So not only were you having to like adapt to Turkish life, but, you know, you would fly to Spain or or Poland or somewhere else. And and now you're kind of there for a couple of days having to adapt to that life. So um, it was a lot kind of thrown at me in, in, in one kind of Fail swoop, but it was it was awesome, you know, it was once again a learning experience, um, you know, I was once again fortunate enough to win a Euro Cup, and, um, you know, even just being in the overseas life now, like, I'm understanding of how even difficult that is now, um, so it's it's awesome, it's awesome once again to be able to say, hey, you know, I won a Euro Cup championship, um, you know, things like that, it's, it's another one of those things like, hey, you know, no one can, can take that away from
0: you. Yeah, for sure, so I'm going to put you kind of on the spot here, which fans would you say are crazier the turkish fans the galatasaray fans or the south carolina fans oh jeez <laughs>
1: oh man um that is a great battle actually i think i mean they're all kind of one in the same I i don't know if i could say who's more passionate man that's that's tough i think culturally it's just done differently like culturally like turkish fans will like you and actually say stuff to you Um, but you just have to learn like that's just normal like that's just they're so passionate you have to understand like that's just how they do things and they really just want you to you know play well and do well Um, but man that's tough I don't know I haven't even I don't know I've never thought of that comparison but that is yeah they're definitely one the same that's that's gonna be a tie for me because they're both like super passionate and They both, like, don't care what the sport is. They just want either Gala to win or South Carolina to win,
0: so. All right, good save, good save.
1: (laughs) So, just
0: two more questions before we get to the final segment of the podcast episode presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress. You got to be part of the Atlanta Dream Squad in the WNBA bubble at IMG Academy last summer for the 2020 season. Uh, How was that experience, in your opinion, and how similar was it? to just being in the dorms in college because I've heard like from multiple people that at one point players were just like in their rooms and in the gym so how was that all overall thing and how would you compare it to your college days?
1: Yeah I mean it, it was pretty similar um, you know it's it's in the in the kind of fact that it's a boarding school you know IMG is a it's an absolutely beautiful campus um I couldn't imagine going there as a high school kid. But, uh, yeah, it's a really nice boarding school. And, and yeah, it's, it's basically like literally being back on campus. You know, you're you're kind of just running into everybody. And it was cool just because, like, it's almost like a, a camp, right? Like, if you would think of, like, going to, like, team camp when you were in college or something like that, um, it was pretty much like that, but on a professional, very high scale level. Um, but it was awesome. You know, I think that's part of the what we miss out, you know, the most on as athletes is we don't really get to see a lot of each other. You know, we don't get to hang out and and just sit down and, and talk and whatever the case may be. So to be able to like have those games and you know you can go hang out with somebody you don't always get to hang out with um, was awesome. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, I
0: imagine it must be weird like you're playing against someone and then like after the game ends, like half an hour later you like run into them like eating or something like that which i imagine oh you're literally getting
1: off the bus next to them yeah like the buses just pull up <laughs> all at the same time so you go play them and you're literally all just like unloading like i said off the bus at the same exact time so yeah it's some things are weird sometimes but you know other than that like once you kind of get that the game kind of you know off you you're you're fine
0: that's crazy So something I really like to ask my guests is just about the mental health aspect for student athletes, uh, because I feel like you guys literally go through so much in one day, like from weights to class to breakfast and then practice again, study hall. Like overall, it's a really busy day. How do you handle all of that situation mentally speaking, if you care to talk about it? And not only in your time in the NCAA, but also in your time as a pro.
1: um, You know, I think in college, like, you just have to find something outside of that. You know, for me, like, luckily when I was in Atlanta, I was home. You know, so if things just got to be absolutely too much, you know, I was fortunate enough to be 35 minutes away from home. I would just go home and and chill for a bit and, you know, sit and chill with my dog, talk to my mom, talk to my dad, um, you know, and just kind of hang out a little bit. Uh, You know, South Carolina sleeps. wasn't at home but you know just finding something finding some type of outlet you know like get on the phone talk to people like call people and and you know tell them like man this is tough like it's it's okay to to say it's hard because it is you know it's not it's not an easy thing to do um you know there's a lot of college kids who struggle with just college with just classes you know so adding the athlete part on top of it it can be hard you know but finding some type of outlet finding something you enjoy doing you know I know like one of my teammates at South Carolina like she was a painter she could draw really well like that was just her thing um you know so finding something to kind of not feel like you're having to be this student athlete at all times is is super helpful and you know like you said use those resources that are there because they are there and if you ask like people are totally open to helping you find those
0: Yeah, because I I feel like mental health is something student athletes overlook at times and they come to their junior or senior year and they're like so overwhelmed for all the things that have been happening since their high school days, you know, so they're not performing in the classroom and they're not performing on like on the court. So I think it's like a lose-lose situation if you don't address the situation, I feel.
1: Okay. definitely absolutely um you know i think as college athletes like there's you know you feel as you kind of progress through those years like you said you you feel people looking up to you and you know and especially being at a program like south carolina or you know one of these like top tier programs it's it can be tough you know because you're having to perform in front of a lot of people we average twelve thousand people a game that's a lot of people to perform in front of every single day yeah. you know and every single night so um you know, like I said, using those resources and and not having to feel like you're some like superhero at all times. You know, we, I feel like athletes kind of put on this armor of like, oh, we're big and bad, and at the end of the day, we're just people. You know, and, and everybody has to be understanding of that. Um, you know, fans kind of miss that <laughs> miss that mark sometimes, but uh, at the end of the day, they are. You know, they're kids. At the end of the day, just trying to figure life out and figure figure everything out as they're as they're going through it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Especially because you're in the spotlight so much, you know, as you were mentioning, like averaging 12,000 fans per game at 20 years old and having, I, yeah, I mean, I'm going to call it a little bit of pressure. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad pressure, but it's just like, oh, like you're thinking, oh, shit, I got to perform today. Oh, shit, maybe I didn't do that well in an exam this morning and I still got to be able to to do well in the in the court. So, yeah, I think it's Exactly. Tough. So, exactly. th- so this is the last segment of the podcast. It's called the D 15 presented by Tap. It's basically five rapid fire questions. You're to answer them as fast as you can, okay?
1: Oh man, alright, here we go.
0: <laughs> Indiana or South Carolina.
1: Ooh, I didn't I was zero to four in Indiana, so I would have to say like Chicago out of all the places. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Athletics or academics?
1: Ooh, academics.
0: Favorite college memory.
1: Ooh, winning a national championship.
0: Most listened artists at the moment.
1: Oh, geez, that's tough. I am. Um, I just listened to Sam Fisher's new album.
0: Okay. <laughs> Other than basketball related, what profession would you like to attempt?
1: Ooh, um, I studied engineering, so something to do with engineering for sure. <laughs>
0: All right. Perfect. Thank you so much. I think that's all I got for you today. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're kind of busy right now overseas, but I'm glad we were able to figure a good time for both of us. And yeah, I appreciate the time. Yeah, no
1: problem. Thanks for having me. It was fun.
0: Yeah, thanks to all the fans for tuning in to another episode of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP. And see you guys next time.